Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, a Brownlow medalist drops by Tom Mitchell to chat all things Collingwood, growing up a Blues fan, driving Josh Giddy's Maserati and his hero knocking him out when he was a kid. That's all to come. You're listening to Footy Talk on this Wednesday, just over 24 hours away from the big game, Richmond-Carlton, to kick off the season. We're looking forward to that. And then it gets even bigger and better on the Friday because Geelong take on Collingwood. 90,000 will be there. So we thought, what better to bring in then a superstar, a Brownlow medalist, couple-time All-Australian, three-time best and fairest winner, and going to wear the Collingwood colours for the first time. Pretty big occasion. Welcome, Tom Mitchell. Thanks, Joey. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, I'm super excited for Friday. I can't recall playing in a crowd in excess of 80,000, probably since the 2016 granny, and I think they're expecting over 80 at least. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty awesome atmosphere. Mate, I think there'll be 90 plus by the, the sounds of it. It's, it's almost sold out. How are you as a footy fan? Like, Are you ex- as excited as most of us that is hanging for it? Like you're sitting around now thinking, let's just get the games going? Yeah, pretty much. Like I think when you would know when you're in the routine of pre-season and you're doing session after session, it gets to a point where you're ready to play, especially when you're training from before Christmas. So probably the last few weeks, it's felt like it's dragged out a little bit. You obviously yeah. got to get the practice games in, but I think everyone's pretty excited and yeah, great way to kick off the round with Richmond Carlton. We just did some numbers while we're waiting for you to come in. Have you seen your round one games? Do you know how you're going in round one? Uh that's a, that's a good game. Have I? Yeah. Have I? Your 54 was around one. Yeah, I knew that one. And uh, you've had a 30 and three. You've had a 37 and a 39. So we worked out, you've, you've averaged just over 36 touches a game in round one. And that includes the shortened season as well. So no pressure. No pressure. No then. pressure. Yeah. But for Collingwood fans, Tommy does start the season really well. But let's talk about the build up and getting to the pies. I mean, it's a pretty big club. And you've come from two really strong clubs as well. But you've, you've been pretty lucky in that regard. But tell us about what it's like being in the four walls at Collingwood and now being a part of the Black and White Army. Yeah, it's it's pretty surreal. I still can't believe it. I never thought I'd play for Collingwood. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. You can almost feel the the size of the club. Like you know, especially after last year. I think obviously it's a huge club as it is, but there's obviously a lot of eyeballs on Collingwood, and it's probably amplified at the moment. But oh, it's it's such a good environment. The flies created. You know, you probably hear hear these stories all the time, but it genuinely is a really happy, fun positive place to be and I think that brings the best out of people who want to come to work who enjoy coming to work so that's probably been my experience so far. So let's touch on Craig you, you just spoke about that how different is he as a coach I mean you've had two legendary coaches really at Alistair Clarks and John Longmire how how's it different like is he is it chalk and cheese or you go no nah, there's all coaches are roughly similar but he's just got some differences or has it been completely different? Mm. It's probably uh, it'll it's probably too early to tell because I haven't played yeah. many games yet but in terms of environment created like it, there is a point of difference I can't quite put my finger on what yeah. it is like I really enjoyed my time at a Clark he was outstanding tactically and and things like that and a coach that just you know had your back and I can gather through you know the way Fly is that he's quite similar like he's he just makes you feel a part of it and that's every player of the list every staff member like he makes everyone feel valued and goes above and beyond. And what about some of the players? Because everyone likes to get some intel. Give us who are the ones when you've got to the club, you're like, they're the glue guys. They're the ones that sort of connect the group, the, the guys that are the characters. Mm. Um, who are the ones that you've sort of been drawn to with their personality? Darcy Cameron's the yeah. – he's probably the uh, the funny guy. He'll be probably be happy with that rap as well. Yeah. Um, oh, there's so many guys. Like you have, a, I guess, a perception of mm. – 
guys from other clubs until you meet them. Like Scotty Pender is an absolute ripper. Like he's one of the best blokes I've met in footy and the way he educates, but he's just a good guy. can have a laugh. Steele's the same. Howie, Bruzzy Maynard, Tay. Like there's a good core group of senior players um, who, yeah, drive the stands of the club, but also make it just a great place to be. And I guess coming from two uh, well-established clubs as well, I've sort of tried to take a step back and just learn and be a sponge and see how they do things at Collingwood, but also contribute and add value where I can as well. Yeah, and you talk about now the footy. Are you a footy fan? Like, how many of the games like, will you watch tomorrow night? Carlton, Richmond. How much footy like do you watch? Are you someone that loves being across it all? And you know, there are some guys that don't even watch any footy yeah. and don't know some players' names. Yeah. Are you a guy that loves watching it? Yeah, I was chatting to Jordy to go the other day. He doesn't watch any footy at all. He doesn't watch any nah, at all. Nothing. <laughs> So I'm probably watching a bit more than him. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch probably a bit on Thursday. Yeah, and then obviously our game Friday. I, I wouldn't sit there and watch a game from start to finish, but if it's on the background, I watch it. But um, I probably used to be a real nuffy. Like I reckon when I was younger, you know, sort of 16, I'd go to three games a weekend. Like really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love like. Um, you know, doing my dream team and all that yeah. stuff. So I'd go watch my players. You were probably in there at yeah, some point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah, this, now I've probably pulled it right back and, you know, uh, switch off from footy as well. Right, okay. We'll get, we'll get to that later on because you were a Carlton Nuffy, so we might mm, play a little game sure. with you a bit, a bit later on. But just tell us a bit more too about um, Darcy Moore as mm. captain now. First time, you spoke about some of the leaders and, and how you know terrific they all are, but what's Darcy brought to the footy club? So Darcy was probably the one I didn't mention, but um, oh, there's a number of others too, but he is the right man for the job, I think. I think he's he's done an outstanding job in his short time as captain so far. I probably didn't get the exposure to train with him as much because he was interrupted yeah. this preseason. So since he's been back into full training and, um, you know, leading the group, like he's a great great leader in the way he um, can grab the group. Like he, he's a really good speaker. He leads by example, obviously, in the way he plays. Um I think he's perfect for the job and he's done a great job so far. I'm looking forward to running Matt behind him on Friday. Now, we want to talk about your off-season because we've had the pre-season. We've seen you doing the, the training at Ball Magnets and we'll get you to touch on that shortly. But it seems like that's led you to do all these amazing things, particularly over in, in America because you've, you're doing the Ball Magnets with Aaron Phillips and Lockie Neal and, and Paddy Cripps. But you've now got Josh Giddy on board and that seems to have just broadened your horizons in what you've been uh, open and exposed to. But tell us first a bit about the, the training app and then where it's led to. Sure. Yeah, well, as you know, footy takes you on these crazy journeys, doesn't it? Um I've always been a big fan of the NBA, loved basketball. So every off-season I've tried to get over there and you know, get into teams' facilities and meet some of the yeah. players and be a fan but also see what I can take back for my footy. And, yeah, I guess the ball magnets idea, Cripper and I came up with that concept throughout COVID. We wanted to create a platform where kids could still train because they couldn't train at their footy club. So yeah. that was sort of the thought process behind it and then sort of snowballed from there. And, you know, Lockie's on board now, Aaron, and then Josh Giddy's, you know, a partner in the company. So... It's pretty awesome. I was chatting to him uh, last night. He's uh, he's going to be back late April. I'm getting his family some tickets. So yep. he's a Hawthorne man. His family at Collingwood. So right. sorting them out for Friday. But um, he'll be back late April uh, till mid-June. So he's back for a while. We're going to do some some clinics, some speaking nights, some different things. So he's got plenty of time on his hands. I'm interested to see when he comes back to Australia how big of a rock star he is because all yeah. of a sudden he's ascended to being sort of yeah. almost our, our biggest import, particularly in the basketball. Dropped 17 dimes the other day. He did, didn't yeah. he? He's on, he's on fire. But then I've also seen you've been able to interview Shaquille O'Neal. You've hosted Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, I heard you went to the wrestling when you were <laughs> over in uh, in Oklahoma as well. What, what's been one of the highlights of your off-season? I mean, they all sound pretty good, but if you, yeah. you know, I mean, geez, it must be pretty special. Yeah, like those experiences are pretty hard to top. Uh, yeah, the the wrestling was a funny one. So we were over in OKC, Cripper and I, 
in the, over the break. It's pretty quiet sort of place, but we went over there to see Josh and we did some ball magnet shooting and went through the facility and things like that. And um, Josh gave us his Maserati to drive around for the day. Really? So, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I didn't want to crash trust. it. I didn't want to big trouble. We probably just – you crash it, you'd probably just buy another one, no worries. But, uh, I gave the keys to Cripper and I said, mate, you can take the take the reins here. But just happened to be that the wrestling was in town that night. And right. We always have a laugh about how we used to love it as kids, Cripper and I. And, and Josh goes, oh, I'll just leave it with me. And then made a call to the OKC Stadium, got a, got a suite, got a – you know, people bringing him his food and drinks. I'm like, this guy's a rock star. So <laughs> he's only 20 as well. Yeah. So, uh, nah, it's been pretty cool to rub shoulders with these sort of athletes. We speak about Paddy Cripps, and he obviously won the Brownlow last year. Good mates with him. What was more? What was more enjoyable? Winning your own Brownlow and celebrating that night, or celebrating a good mates Brownlow medal? Because it seemed like it was a pretty big party for Cripps Brownlow. Solid, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they're both. I, I was, I was seriously hoping that obviously Cripper or Lockie won it. Yeah. But the fact that Cripper won it, and you know. It's, I don't know, the whole the thing that we're in business together, we all have one. Like, you're not aspiring to win yep. Brownlow, but it's it's a pretty cool thing, I think. So um, a tie would have been cool, but the fact that Cripper won was unreal. And, yeah, it was it was a solid night. Like, we, we went to the after party and then uh, a few of us had a few drinks in Cripper's room after and I took the responsibility of ordering the um, the food and oh, yeah. I thought I'd whack this on his account. He can afford <laughs> it. So I ordered, uh, ordered a few beers and some food up there and then um, I reckon he would have had an, only an hour or two sleep and he was up for media, whereas I could just sleep it until the late morning. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah, well, we actually had Cripper on our radio, I reckon, about uh, 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning and yeah. you can tell he'd only Is had an hour or two sleep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's but some he, footage of him at about oh, whatever the first one the was. The sunrise, he I think Couldn't keep his eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was it was pretty special, but it's uh, it's a pretty elite group. Hey, just stick with us because after this, I want to try and pick your brain on your you're a Carlton supporter, a bit of a footy nuffy, and maybe that's why you thought you'd never play for Collingwood. But uh, we'll touch on that after this. But you're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or listener, please hit the like button, leave us a review, or rating new episodes every day at lunchtime. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you do have any questions for us, hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. We're here with Tom Mitchell, who's gearing up for a huge game, round one, first season for the Pies. It's all about a bit of a footy fan. I want to ask you first of all, who do you think is the best player in the competition? I know you've got a couple of mates yeah, in the Brownlow medals. You have to split of, them. Yeah, no, leave, leave them, them out. out. Who do you reckon is the number one, or by the end of the year, would be the number one player in the game? Well, if you could have one player at Collingwood, maybe we'll ask I'm it that way. I'm going to say Pally. Yeah. I yeah. think because... They've got a tall forward line, so I think you play more mid. Yep. You've got Darcy, Hugo Hagen, Norton, and Lobb. Lob. I reckon you play purely mid. They've lost Dunkley and Hunter, so I reckon you'll be purely mid. From what I've heard, he's moving back to how he was, and I think when he's fit and healthy, I reckon he's the best player. How's your body compared to, say, your prime, 2017, 2018? Do you feel like you're back to that? Do you sort of go, no, nah, there is a part of me that's not quite ever going to be yeah. what I was, or where are you at? I feel pretty confident. Like, I've done a good block of work. Like I haven't missed a session the whole preseason. Yep. Snapping your leg in half doesn't help. No, that's right. <laughs> but uh, no, I reckon compared to my preparation for that year, 2018, this would be probably, you know, I'd be pretty close to being just as well prepared. Obviously, you, as you get older, you have more injuries and things and things you got to learn to manage. But um, no, I'm feeling pretty fit and have done all the work. So looking forward to playing. When you speak about your preparation. We did some research here and we saw in the off season, were you really doing some jujitsu training with Jack Viney? I was. So Jack and I have been mates since... I can remember probably like three or four years old. Yeah. And yeah, we used to actually, there's videos of us, which I might have made again my phone for you, but we used to go to kinder dressed up as Batman as Robin. He's a younger than me, so he goes, Robin, we used to just, yeah, shouldn't say, but we used to 
probably go after kids at kinder. Right. So I probably started younger. So Jack was a bully right was from a bully, an early yeah, age. Yeah. <laughs> you just always, tagged along. He's been doing it. I was just the side guy. Um, but yeah, it was funny. We've been doing some jiu-jitsu with his brother Max. Uh, Christian Petrucca's done a bit. Pendles has just started. Right. So Pendles wants to, I think, get his black belt by, Jeez. you know, he, that's something, a passion of his. He loves his UFC. Yep. So he's just got into it. So we're probably going to do a few sessions. And yeah, Jack and I, we, at the end of each session, we do some, um, not proper fighting, but um, I accidentally split him open the other day. And he was saw, that you that split yeah, Jack so open? He saw red. I'm like, this is not what you want. Jack, why seen red? <laughs> so I was pretty quick to get out of there. But it's probably something we'll back off now in season. Yeah. Uh, but it was good to learn something different. And uh, it's actually a really good skill set. Like now that you watch, you know, some fights, boxing, UFC, you can actually kind of understand yeah. a little bit of the tactics. Right. I had no idea. So it was interesting. Yeah, gee, that is, that is interesting. It's interesting too when um, you've got one up on Jack Viney that you clipped uh, Jack, which is... Yeah, well, I'm not looking little, forward to Queen's birthday. No, a little notch. <laughs> and your other mate, great mate, Toby Green as well, yeah. now the captain yeah. of the Giants. You've touched base with him. He must be excited with the fresh start that's going on up there. Yeah. So Tobes, Jack and I played at Ashburton Junior Footy Club. We'd have played... Oh, maybe five seasons together. Yeah. That was we had a pretty strong junior midfield, <laughs> but um, didn't quite win a premiership. But yeah, to see Tobes come from you know where he's been to captain of AFL club, it's pretty incredible. So I'm wrapped for him. Hope he has a good year and um, yeah, leads them well. I'm sure he will. And you are a son of a gun. And we spoke earlier about being a Carlton Nuffy supporter. Your dad played a lot of footy for Sydney a year at Collingwood. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you have a better stint at Collingwood yeah, than your dad did. And then he went to Carlton. Yeah. What was that like growing up? with your dad being an AFL player and what are some of the early memories or, or highlights for you as a kid? I was a pretty lucky kid. Like I remember dad went from playing to the fitness coach to the assistant coach. So until I was around, yeah, 12 years old, like my childhood, I remember just being in the Carlton change rooms all the time. Right. Kuda was my favourite player. Yep. He's still someone that I'm lucky enough to speak to like yep. today. Like That's not cool. often you get to speak to your idol on a regular basis. But yeah, I just remember being around the change rooms, um, yeah, around all the players, kicking the footy. Um, there was one day out at Waverley. They were training at Waverley one time. Every time I see Fev, we have a good laugh. He ki- he was kicking barrels in the indoor, you know those targets, like the circle yep. targets? Yep. And I just happened to be walking past, kicked one straight in my head. I was about five. I was out, I was out cold. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Fev knocked you out so with Fev, the football? Fev almost killed me when I was five. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll leave here to, uh, to tell the tale. Right. But that's... Um, yeah, that's what I need to get him back for. Yeah, well, there you go. That is a good little story. And then I heard you knew every player's number off by heart. Yeah, I was a bit, bit weird like so that. So we'll, yeah. we'll give you a little game. We'll go back to the little vintage blues and see if you can remember. So Luke Livingston? <laughs> Four. Lance Whitnell? That's Eight. an easy one. Matthew Allen? 24. Trent Hotton? Whose son now got drafted? 37. Well done. Well, Ange Christo? That's an 39. easy And Simon Wiggins? 34. Gee, you're good. So you knew them all off by heart yeah, growing up. Bit, yeah. Don't know how or yeah. why, but yeah. Just so what's your feelings the towards the blues now? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like you would know, like yeah. when you get, oh, you were a pies man, weren't yeah, you? I was pies. When you get drafted, you seem to just not care anymore. <laughs> like you just don't care. Yeah. I reckon until I was about 15, I loved them. And then I reckon when you start to get to that age where you might get drafted, you start watching players. Yeah. So I, you know, loved watching like yourself, Gary oh. Ablett, <laughs> these type of guys. Yeah. And then once you get drafted to a team, it's almost like no other team exists. So, yeah. And then you get traded, same thing, you move on. So That's it. Hey, mate, good luck for Friday night. It's going to be a cracking start to the year. And then good luck for the season. Hopefully you can be part of the Footy Talk family throughout the year. We'll get yeah, you on a little bit, get some updates because uh, people love you. And good luck for the season, mate. We appreciate you joining us on today's edition of Footy Talk. Tomorrow's a big one. Dale Thomas and Heath Shaw are getting together and they are going to chew the fat leading up to round one. So that will be a one you can't miss. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Hit us up on Instagram or TikTok, and we'll do it all again tomorrow.
Listener.